Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> All right, it's uh, March 29th, and we're back uh, with a, another episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. I'm Two Chams here, along with my co-host, Jamal. What's going on? Not that much. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, we are a week out from WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend and all things wrestling come when it um it all leads down to New Orleans, the NOLA, and Nolans, wherever however you want to put it. But yeah, we're a week out. So the excitement's building up, storylines for all promotions are all building, matches have been announced, things are selling out. Um it's 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 real, it's that it's that time. So um I'm excited. It's a lot. It's a, going to be a lot to do. A lot of wrestling to watch. Won't be able to catch it all. You're going to be able to find wrestling everywhere. I mean, if you're not in New Orleans, you're fine. I mean, if you don't have money, Twitch is free. So many things that's going on next week. So can't wait. But uh, tonight, uh, we, we definitely got a few topics to talk about. Um, of course, we'll talk about WrestleMania week and towards the end. But you know, we don't. We, we know there's a lot of discussion of that out there. But we're going to talk another few topics that people may not be aware of or may not actually even thought about. And um, I think we got some good ones for it. But um, I think today, I think now, I think uh, the one I want to kick off with is the Louisiana Fight Commission um, has dropped some more interesting uh, news. Um, so you, you, I know you have the article up. So let's get into that real quick. Yeah, I do. So... Uh, in every state, in every town, in every county in the U.S., it, it can be different for wrestling promotions to, um, you know, put on shows. And uh, in Virginia, for example, there's like a no blood policy and, and stuff like that. In Louisiana, uh, they take their wrestling. Well, it's a little bit more serious than, than other things. And uh, it basically... Uh, this the New Year's party of wrestling, the the Mardi Gras of wrestling, the biggest wrestling event, uh, arguably in the world, because and Wrestle Kingdom fans will probably you know say, hey, what are you talking about? But no, it's WrestleMania. Everybody, their mother is coming to the Greater New Orleans area. So, in the state of Louisiana, the parish of Orleans, there are certain things that you just can't do, and I got a short list of those things. And some and, of them are pretty interesting. And we, de- we, you know, we talked about this about a month ago. So definitely, for anyone who's not caught up on this, definitely step over to the website and um, just type in Louisiana Fight Commission, and you'll you'll see um, we have two articles up there about it. Um, so I, you know, like maybe late February, there was the first one that came out about rules and regulation, and some of them are, you know, they're common to this area, and you may have heard in other promotions. But as of what has came out from uh, the other day, maybe yesterday. Things got a little more interesting, but yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, here's a short list of what you can't do in a match in uh, Louisiana. 
Now, and that doesn't include the wrestlers themselves, and I'll get to that uh, bit of business in a minute. But uh, what you can't do, uh, you cannot do a power driver in any variation whatsoever. And that was that was the extent of the first article. We was like, oh, okay, the power driver. You know, we we we, we questioning uh, with that extent all the way to the Undertaker and his variation of the power driver. You know, there was nothing more of that to come out. But right. you know, now <laughs> the power driver may be the least of exciting moves that that can't be executed. Right? <laughs> well, you you can't do a power bomb either in any variation. You can't do a moonsault or shooting star plus or 450 splash or any variation thereof, which involves one wrestler leaping or flipping off the ropes or turnbuckles to contact the head or neck of the opponent with any part of his body. So no diving headbutts, um, no, uh, you know, 450s, no shooting star press, no, uh, you know, no moonsaults. Um, uh, no, uh, no leg drops from the top rope. Um, no elbow drops from the top rope. If you uh, no diving headbutts, uh, none of that. Uh, you know, forget about it. Uh, no frog splashes. If you're going to connect with any part of the upper torso of the person on the ground, um, you cannot do the stun gun move or any any move that results in the fighter's head or neck being dragged, draped, or clotheslined across the ropes. So, you know, if you're looking to do, um, you know, well, what was uh, obviously the stun gun, um, but the uh, 619 comes to, uh, you know, to mind, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you, you know, put the person over the top rope and you, you know, kick him in the face, uh, that's a no. You, you can't do that. Uh, striking the wrestler's head with any object, including, but not limited to, a chair, trash can lid, etc. So, New Jack. Stay home. You can't <laughs> work a show here. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no wrestler. No wrestler shall throw, push, shove, or force another out of the ring or over the top rope. So, so this is the thing. What would happen if the Royal Rumble came to New Orleans? Okay, so. All right. Before we get to that, I'm, I'm just going to emphasize since I have the first article up. Um, so that's this is part that's part two of what Jamal just covered. But um, obviously, part one came out like I said um, late February, and they said you know no blood is allowed in pro wrestling events in Louisiana. Um, power drivers, no power drivers are allowed. Every promoter must have a license to run a show in the state. Um, license can be loaned can be loaned by their holders. Um, all wrestlers must have blood tests on a day of the promotion. Um, on the day of the show, the promotion must have all their paperwork from all the performers and, and all their tests. Um, calls for a license $25. Wrestlers are subject subjected to a ring size physical on the day of the show. Um, and the commission will provide an official for every show plus EMT. So um be that's so that's part that's pretty one much standard though yeah yeah that's that's what i say that's pretty much standard the power driver thing was a little bit interesting but um you know pretty much standard so before before we go to the questions we're getting ready to ask from from what we heard about the move sets um that can't be done i mean who does this automatically change their whole game that just comes to mind right now um i mean to be honest with you i don't think it'll change that much I'm not convinced that somebody's going to go, 
uh-oh, I can't work the match. No, no, no. Um, I mean, no, it's it, not, they're not, nobody's going to, you know, turn out money. Right. I'm just saying by, you know, by someone's two box uh, of moves, who does this speak towards, like, off the top that, you know, without even thinking too hard, who do you think this this virtually affects how they work a match, their traditional way of working a match? And granted, too, you know you got people that's going to work. Some people well, may work max of seven matches this week. So, you know, they're not they're not always going to pull something new out for each match. One of those matches is going to be their bread and butter routine. Well, I, I think, I mean, to, to be fair, to, to be fair, um, everybody that's going down there should know that going in, whether it's the local guys working the local shows or the people that have been around the block, uh, the, the uh, A-class and B-class indie guys, uh, and WWE talent, uh, you know, that's not a that's not a thing that they don't know. WrestleMania has been in New Orleans uh, four or five times without incident. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that this would affect how anybody is presented, except CCW. <laughs> that's going to be very interesting to see how they work a show. Now, a lot of people remember ECW way back in the day for their. Uh, extreme their their death matches their you know their violence and their willingness to take it to the next level um, as far as competition but they also had some great technical wrestlers in ECW um, guys that got me hooked on that style of wrestling so even though yeah we're not going to see any like lampshade um, you know kendo stick you know first blood matches I think this could actually bring out the best in a wrestler that's kind of gotten over for being, you know, a, a more um, just brute strength or, you know, hoss fight type of a deal. I think another show that's going to be interesting to see how that gets worked is Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. <laughs> um, now, granted, all of the moves, you know, like all, most of the matches are pinfall and submission only, which doesn't fall into any of the guidelines, but... I, I'll just... You know, I, I just throw my 10 cents out there. It's going to be the first show of the first show of shows out yeah. there thursday at what six yeah i think so so you you, you can believe that that last bottom line of a as uh, a as the louisiana fight commission will have a representative at the match will oh, gonna 100% be, there. be at that one they will def- <laughs> everybody's gonna be there they gonna have their own table yeah you can bet you that one Right. But I will I will say this though as much as we uh you know i was focusing on the moves in that last question Number number six of the list, you know, of no rush to shove, push, shove, or force another one out the ring over the top rope. These taller guys, especially fatal four ways or tag matches, where you're looking at how do you create spots, um, either outside the match, outside the ring, or inside the ring, depending on you know the separation, trying to get people out of the ring or away from each other. A tall guy's not technically going over, going under that middle, going under. The uh the second going over the second or under the first, that's not a common thing. They typically roll back off of the top, and that's technically not allowed. Well, no, I mean to be fair, there are some things that you know, can be worked around. You know, if if a you know wrestler jumps over the rope himself, he's not pushed. Um, to sell it harder, I, look. You, I mean, if, you if know. the Cole can stun somebody and they've belly flop like a damn dolphin halfway across the ring. Then it wouldn't be surprised me to see Big Cass actually like, you know, sell it a little bit harder. Over yeah, the but top I mean, road. that's what I'm saying. It's a technical. It's a, it's a it's a standard move. You see a drop kick to someone that's hanging on the side of the rope. They get drop kick and they flip back. That's technically not allowed. 
Yeah, true. But so, it'll be interesting to see how much that comes into play and whether or not and, and for WWE specifically, it may just be worth it to eat the fine. Well, well, to my next point now, um, also reported is that WWE is not subjected to any of the band moves regulations as they are deemed a, a competent by the commission as well as ringers as well as ringer honor supercard of honor right so they're, so, getting, they're getting passes so in other words then what this basically says is that ringer honor and wwe are considered the major league of professional wrestling that's the first time anyone's considered ring of honor a major league wrestling organization so i mean and you think about Lucha Underground's down there and Impact Wrestling. I mean, someone, someone in Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is in the pockets down there for sure. <laughs> well, hey, look, I mean, like people will sleep on Ring of Honor, but they are, um, they are uh, backed by Sinclair Ballcrafted. They are a corporately led company. That's true. So you want to talk about this indie feel that Ring of Honor has, and they're not doing numbers and all that stuff as far as attendance goes. You know, straight like ten thousand seats is the biggest thing that they've ever done, and that'll be a supercar. Ring of Honor has is backed by money, which is yeah, surprising that they haven't stepped their production up. So you still consider them the two or the three in professional wrestling? I consider Ring of Honor well, in, in the U.S. because they're going to have to take a backseat to New Japan. But yeah, yeah in the I'm, US, I'm sorry, in, in the U.S. Yeah, right. I would consider Ring of Honor the number two organization until Impact, Impact, well, Impact being three gets stuff together. Impact being three. Yeah, Impact is definitely making some, which we'll talk about towards the end of the show, or, or making yeah, some interesting moves. Not not mad at Impact right now. Good for them. Yeah. Viewership is going up and everything. And there's, there's not a broken Matt Hardy on TV, so they're doing some right things. Also, too, uh, Sue Young will be making her debut on TV tonight, so that's 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 big for them. That, that, is, that is... Oh, 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 speak of her. She's coming out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, so do you feel like this is one of those, like the big foot stepping on the little ant again? Well, because, because, if, this. um, the, though there are a ton of rules that the wrestling promotions have to follow and then conspicuously the biggest guys, uh, you know, ring of honor and WWE don't have to follow those rules, you know, to the letter that a smaller organization would have because they're considered to be in compliance already or have a good track record or whatever the case is. Now, does that mean that the Royal Rumble won't come to us? Obviously not because of the fact that they have a good standing with the Boxing Commission. With that said, it's kind of, uh, you know, it does feel like a David versus Goliath search situation where you have like this big government organization saying like, you can't do this and you can't do that. Um, but it will be interesting to see uh, how that affects their game plan, especially in the more extreme style of wrestling matches um, uh, like in CCW. Well, I mean, the world realm is not affected because WWE is again, they're not affected um, by any of these claims or um, um, changes right. in their official documents. So it doesn't matter. But again, the other element that you look at this as well is that there was a time where WWE would do a show in a city and they were banned or outlaw other promotions from doing anything within the, within the proximity. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Or I'm not sure what it was. I knew you quoted it a while ago, but um, 
Well, they, so, they had a thing for uh, for a long time, and obviously this is not the case for WrestleMania right now. Right, because right. Ring of Honor is definitely up the street from NXT Takeover, and uh, WrestleCon is having shows at the convention center across the street in some nightclub. Exactly, and and then, and the point is too, they're also running at the same time, so you know, right. this is one of those type of things where it's just like, well, this is the trade off. Do do you think WWE is in the pockets here, saying, you know, look. Well, well, they do have um, they they have to have lobbyists uh, for this reason that are talking to uh, city governments because the long and short of it is it comes down to money. Yeah. If you're the city of New Orleans and the parish of Orleans, if you're every business that will benefit from WrestleMania, the the, the money side of it says that WrestleMania brings money to your city. Yeah, you exactly. Have thousands, tens of thousands of people. They're going from the wrestlers to the fans to the uh, to events and, and stuff like that, celebrities and whatever that will be coming to your city for a week to celebrate WrestleMania and the, all the wrestling therein. So you right. tell me that the state of Louisiana going to say, "Yeah, well, you can't have WrestleMania here because you want to do a first blood match." Okay, it's your loss. No, no, now, yeah. Imagine, I know, I know what you're saying that they're not that yeah. that rule isn't applicable. But isn't it funny that that it's not applicable to them? No, but I actually think that's that's the thing where it's just like, hey, your homies can get in the VIP, but you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, so because like, they because they make they make calls, they make money moves, and, and talk to the that's, right people. That's, that's what I'm getting at here. I'm like, you, they know. Look, they put in the first of all, the city put in the bid to be able to host, and right. then once they, you know, the negotiations happen there. Okay, what do you give us for comment? Um. There is some type of uh, there's something else that's um, there's something else to this uh, city of New Orleans this month, uh, th- this week too, like something like historical as far as with them too. I know that was part of the bit. I can't think what it is right now, um, but that was part of the claim where they was just like, oh, we, you know, we we're already preparing for this celebration, so the city's going to be festive. You know, with you guys coming, you're going to be able to do this, have all this. Um, mm-hmm. and now to do this, whatever it may be. And then like, okay, deal. Now we have another problem because you know, when we come other promotions are going to come, going to come our paperwork's legit. We need you to be extra tight on them. They br- they'll bring money to your city, but we don't want, you know, their style of pro- professional wrestling or any type of incidents to happen to taint any of our products or our, or right. anything sister in the vicinity. You know what I mean? Right. Well, also, and, and to be fair, they just want all the money to the, for themselves. If yeah, all of the fans yeah. could not go to, you know, uh, if if well, if you have to choose between uh, Supercard of Honor versus NXT Takeover, which you'll have to do, then that is a potential loss for WWE. So, one other thing I want to add to this too, while I'm thinking about it, um, from a, a source, a friend, a friend of mine also is um, that's out there, and then you search Twitter hard enough, you'll see it too that. A lot of wrestlers would not be selling merch out there because for the first year ever, um, wrestlers will be taxed on their merch sales. Um, so that's that could cause problem for some of your favorite wrestlers as well as um, availability to, to purchase things for someone who may not be able to comply with that or have uh, or just may not want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Considering that this is a big part of their income. And to be able to lose money for it for what two or three days in town, right. um, when but for the amount of shows they get to work, then that may make it up for. 
Yeah, 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 all day. So, you know, instead of it being one show, I hope I sell 10 shirts. I won't sell no shirts. I work six shows. So I, right. I, I did my due diligence. And, you know, some, some people are going to get special treatment as far as room and board and um, right. stuff like that. So Unless unless you're going to do it on the low and at 1 a.m. pop up at the back of the trunk of your car. Oh, you know it. You know it. It's bourbon I mean, treat. Yeah, I mean, unless you just know you can pull up. You know, in, in the rental, and just drop like the bag. I got t-shirts. I got, you know, I got stickers. I got, I got, I got a bubble gum. Whatever you need. So. Oh, day, yeah. So, what are we talking about next, man? Or any other comments on this? So, I mean, I do want. I do think it is. It is interesting that um, they do have such a, 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 you know, like moon songs. Really. Now, the thing is, though. Obviously, they're really focusing on um, the head. A lot of their uh, their interest in banning these moves are because of striking the head, coming down on somebody's head or upper torso. Um, do you think that this is actually a good thing, as it protects inherently protects the wrestlers from uh, the uh, lessens the potentials of concussions? Uh, Daniel Bryan coming back is obviously a big deal as far as the fans go. But now the New Orleans says that the head must be protected uh, in that you can't touch it. Um, is that part of it? You know, concussions is absolutely the highest priority in every sport right now. Unless it's um, not. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the, the health and welfare of the talent should be the highest priority. Yeah, no, As no. I'm, Errol I'm, Campbell, I'm, if, if it is. No to, no, to your question, exactly. Concussions is absolutely the highest priority in every sport right now because there's an extensive amount of science going laterally in every sport to figure out the causes of CTE and um, preventative measures for... Shout out to uh, Gunnar Miller. Yeah. <laughs> preventative measures for um, head collisions and stuff like that. So, you know, there is absolutely way other things to worry about for sure, but Concussions is right now of the most. It, it rolls off the tongue easily when you speak of an injury to someone mm -hmm. in the sport. Um, you know, back in the day, the biggest injuries was ACL, MCLs, but now it's just straight up concussion. If someone's out, or if there's some to seem to be a delay on the play or some sort, you're like, oh, that's a concussion. If you that person's leg could be completely broke, but if they're down, you're like, that's a concussion. That's just that's just what it is. That's that's where we're at right now with it. I think. Again, for safety measures for the state of Louisiana, because I have no clue, like the legal issues uh, or actions that could be taken towards the fight commission or anything or whatever it may be. Um, I think the biggest thing is for them to say we're playing this super, super safe. You know, some of mm -hmm. you guys got one matches, some of you guys got six matches, but are well over your in your career 10 years. So you know how to work it point blank. Point of the matter is we don't want no liabilities. We don't want no fatal injuries because we, we're just not we're just not equipped for that down here in New Orleans. Um, so I, I, again, I think it is. I think it's a smart thing. I don't think it's ignorant or uh, whatever type of um, bad taint that they can get for wanting to do so. I just think it's just a really safe thing for them to do. Um, Consider how much wrestling is going to be in that city for the for the uh, weekend. Right. No, I, I that, definitely that, uh, think that it is. Now, the question to you is, New Orleans, 
I don't think they have no big promotions coming. I'm not going to say big, but I don't think they have any indie promotions that are like, you know, well on the map as far as people working. I mean, to be fair, they do have some local, um, a local promotion that is a part of WrestleCon, I believe. But if you're going to be like, give me your top 10 indie promotions in the country. Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. you're, you're not going to, I'm not hearing anybody coming out of Louisiana. That's that's all I'm saying. So so my point is, do you think New New York, New Jersey takes the same actions next year? Well, I think that will be up to the state of New Jersey because that's where the wrestling WrestleMania will be. It will be interesting to see if New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut all fall in line with uh, similar. Um, and, and, and to be fair, I don't know what the differences is between the tri-state area of New York City. Uh, and New Orleans is in comparison I, to the wrestling rules, but it will be interesting to see if like people do shows in New York City instead of New Jersey or in New oh, Jersey you know instead it. of New York because of the you know the rules being what what they are. Oh, you um, know it. You, that, and that's 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 my point. Number one, my first thing I was going to say is New York and New Jersey has more of a familiarity with promotions being ran regularly out there, so they're they're no stranger to this, and they're welcoming it because they. They frequently operate week to week with big shows, you know, with Absolutely. big tandem of shows too, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, just like you know, just like your progress weekend, you had three big shows out there. I mean, on on a small scale, if you if you close your eyes, that could have been a WrestleMania weekend if you realized that that one day you had an evolve or progress and an evolve versus progress show. If I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, to be to be to be fair, I mean, th- though that was a thing, and that was like you know four shows in three days. Um. Four shows in two days, actually. But this weekend, uh, this year, will will be another SummerSlam in New York. And the New York, New Jersey area will be getting uh, WrestleMania this time, a year from, you know, WrestleMania this year. We have we don't really hear about those things. We're like, you know, hell, CCW is based in New Jersey, but outside of Philadelphia. So obviously, Jersey doesn't have a problem with that type of wrestling happening in their state. Uh, New York may have obviously has some rules. I'm not familiar with what they are, but it will be interesting to see as the concussion debate, the CTE debate uh, gets you know, further down the road. Will boxing commissions who oversee wrestling uh, adjust their policies uh, to levels like New Orleans? I mean, they're obviously taking this thing uh, very seriously as far as the, the head and, and striking of the head. But then again, how, why is it such the case that wrestling, you know, that these uh, stipulations are being put in place uh, to, to dictate how the match goes when football exists in Louisiana? I mean, it's obviously a different conversation for a different day, but it's not like they're going to shut the game down if, L, you know, if it's LSU versus Clemson and, and Baton Rouge. They're not going to find the Saints or any, any, any individual player. You know, like there's no game commission for the NFL in New Orleans that's going to say, no, nah, we don't want that in our state. So why is it that wrestling gets scrutinized to that degree and not football? Yeah, I mean, we got a whole we got a whole new year. I mean, uh, coming to next year, Russ, man, we got a whole new season of football coming. Um, football has made a lot of changes towards uh, their play of football. Um, and. You know they 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 just want to bid for WrestleMania, so yeah, they, it's it's going to be a lot to be 
consider from both parties here uh moving forward to that and we will be able to see will this be like a it, will this be a state thing or is this like a wwe thing trying to squash the ant again um so you know this is yeah. just wait and see but it'll be interesting and nonetheless this next week is still going to be interesting regardless of everything we just talked about um there's still going to be tons of great wrestling um so i want to know what wrestler doesn't get their license because they got help <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, get your test done now. And if it ain't right, don't go. It's enough of those commercials floating around nowadays for people to be aware that uh, don't don't think your generation got passed. <laughs> anybody could have got it. It, it, it. Look, anybody can get caught up. Yeah. It, it, look, it only takes one second to put safety first. I think I heard that somewhere. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving forward. So, all right, the 2008 WWE Hall of Fame, uh, I think it's next Friday. Um, all the inductees have been announced. We're talking about Goldberg, the Dudley Boys, Ivory, uh, um, Jeff Jarrett, Hillbilly Jim, Kid Rock, and Mark Henry. Um, oh, and, and uh, Jarius J.J. Robinson. And most of the inducted uh, most of the people that are going to be inducted by has been announced as well, too, with Jeff Jarrett being inducted by Road Dog, Molly Holly doing Ivory, and Edge of Christian um, inducting the uh, the Deli Boys, and Paul Heyman and Goldberg. So uh, we talked about it uh, before on the, sh- uh, on the last show about the people being inducted this year. Now let's talk about the people that they're being inducted by. Now we, we do only have four as of right now, but as the four stands, is this right? Like, where do you have any questions or maybe concerns or, you know, what's your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, the real question is, why is Goldberg in the WWE Hall of Fame? But to be fair, we have to think of this as a a giant building with many different sections of it because WWE owns ECW and, and WCW respectively. But why the blue hell now is we... Paul Heyman inducting <laughs> Goldberg? I mean, outside of their feud, which was a one-time deal, it really didn't mean much. And then, I mean, speaking of the latest one, because the first one was trash. Nobody really cares or remembers about that. Why Paul Heyman? Shouldn't it have been someone from WCW? Hell, maybe even Steve Regal, but which would have been interesting. But, you know, you tell me that you couldn't have found Tony Schiavone or you couldn't have found Eric Bischoff to induct uh, Goldberg. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand. I think it's an opportunity missed for okay. like a classic WCW reunion. And to your point, the reason why he is inducted is apparently because of the reasons you said um, from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. They basically were saying that Paul Heyman is inducting Goldberg this year because... Paul Heyman was an instrumental figure in the Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg storyline heading into WrestleMania last year, which apparently a large portion of uh, Goldberg's material was basically helped out by Paul Heyman. And um, they also develop a personal relationship. So I will say this. That's utterly BS. I agree with everything you said in the first time. I mean, shoot, Gibbs, let Sting in- induct him. He's still currently signed with WWE, I believe, on the Legends contract. It made sense. Those two, t- those two people held WCW all the way above water and, and were pivotal figures in um, the Monday Night Wars. 
it's I just don't see how that's not the person to go here. I, shoot, Kevin Nash could have been a person. The person Kevin Nash would have been a great person. Uh, I think you know Big Show would have been a great person because honestly, that was like the first time that no, I'm seriously no 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 when, no no. I'm I'm just think I'm just thinking. Eric Bischoff is the is the absolute person for this. No, I, I mean, I said, I said Bischoff. I said, oh, you, you, can't, you tell me, yeah, you tell me that you can't find Bischoff <laughs> in his like his ranch of mines in Wyoming and go get him saying a nice couple words about Goldberg. I mean, he just did like he just did some WWE specials for them and stuff like that. So was, I, I don't, I do not like that pick. I just don't. And it, and it, and there has been times in the past where it was just like. You know, you hear a big name such as uh, I'm just gonna throw out DDP for right now, sure. and you just which would have like, been another okay. one to end up Goldberg, huh? Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right Absolutely. about that. Matter yeah. of fact, Eric Bischoff inducted DDP. Well, we well, was working for them at the time. This was uh, this was last year. You're right. So, um, but I'm I'm just looking back because I knew there was some at some points where I was just like, like really, this is the person that you wanted to pick? Okay, Rip Flair, this thing, I I I can get with that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, but you know, Jake. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, there's just some that, like Ultimate Warrior and Linda McMahon. That's that that one right there was like Vince. You know that should have been you. You know that should have been you. So, but, but, but realistically, um, you know, we we have Goldberg in the, in the WWE Hall of Fame. What do you think he'll be remembered for more? His run with Brock Lesnar and giving himself a concussion on Raw uh, by banging his head into a concrete wall, or his like ten-year run in WCW where he was, you know, hotter than the Fourth of July? Come on now, no one remembers Goldberg in WWE, and although he was there last year, no one remembers Goldberg from WWE. Matter of fact, honestly. I, 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 it would be interesting to see what the um, the video package is that precedes Goldberg's, you know, entrance because I think they're going to, they're going to pull they're going to bury his WW, WCW career. No, I don't. No, I don't agree with that because they brought him back. They brought out they they when they brought him back, they showed a lot of his WCW stuff and they did give him the complete promo package that he deserved. Like and they now gave, that but now that that's done and he was champion and he had a survivor and he beat Brock Lesnar and and like longer than it took for me to piss the Survivor Series. And, and then he, you know, he had his kid in the ring and, and did the whole thing. He basically had a 10-year career in about six months in WWE. At least that's how I think the video package is going to sell it as. When they hang his jersey up, it's going to say WWE one. You know, I I, I just hope not. That's all I I'm can't imagine Vince giving credit to another promotion for building somebody else up. He, you know, he doesn't like to do that. He on that promotion, so it, it it does the same thing. Yeah, but even if he bought TNA, AJ Styles would never be mentioned in TNA. You know, I actually if he bought think, TNA today. Kurt Angle would never be mentioned in TNA. I actually think at some point, matter of fact, which I also said on the last show, I actually think after Jeff Jarrett gets uh, inducted, that we will see some TNA footage. I absolutely believe that is going I to be. I really a hope Jeff Jarrett wears the Global Force belt to the Hall of Fame. Too bad the Global Force belt is still on Global Force with it being covered over with Impact on it. It looks like a sticker. <laughs> cannot confirm. I I really I really want to know. I really want to know. I really do. It looks like a sticker over it, and I just really want to know. 
But um, other other than Paul Heyman, uh, Edge of Christian and Deli Boys, you agree? Sure. Cool. Molly Holly and Ivory. Sure. And Road Dog and Jeff Jarrett, which I wasn't sold at first, but I didn't know their history. They put it all out there on Twitter. It makes perfect sense. I can't wait to hear the story behind that. Sure. Sure. And Mark Henry being inducted, uh, which we didn't know from the last show, now being inducted. Um, thoughts? Uh, I mean, just because you had a long career, does that make you a Hall of Famer? I'm not entirely sure. I, I'm not really sure that Mark Henry is a Hall of Famer. Uh, he wasn't really first to do anything. Um, you know, he does, he's like, is an Olympian and all that good stuff. He does have a couple medals. I think he was like a one-time heavyweight champion for him to be such a, you know, a big guy. But when you think of the Attitude Era and you think of all of those guys that came after that, Mark Henry's been there. Can't take that away from him. But I, is he is he Randy Orton? No. I mean, obviously, he's not John Cena. And John Cena's owned the last decade. But is he Randy Orton? No. I wouldn't put him in that category. Um, you know, Edge or Christian, I wouldn't put him in that category. I, I got to be honest with you. Other than breaking the ring versus Lesnar, I really can't think of like a Mark Henry match that I sat down and went, damn, that's a good Mark Henry match. I mean, even even Big Show had his moments, but I can't think like legitimately of that moment where you go, oh, yeah, Mark Henry. Okay. He had um he definitely had some good segments. Um he you know the reason how he got into the WWE is is obviously uh very, very pivotal at the time. Um, and he made his ways. He all his gimmicks worked for him. He came up with uh, ideas and stuff that maybe not have worked for a guy his size, but he did it. And um, he again, he's he's one of those type of dudes that um, conti- continue to stay relevant. I mean, granted, if he if he had been you know 10, 15 years younger, he'd be in the new day right now because he has that persona. I mean, quite frankly, if you look at the new day, those are many in, in reincarnations of him. You know, but it, it, the Hall of Fame would qualify as a Hall of Fame thing. It's always the how did you make an impact? And I, I, I'm, I just have to think about it a little bit more as far as like, you know, his accolades and stuff like that. As far as me personally, love the guy. I mean, it was always cool to see a guy that big to have a serious face, but also can smile, can, you know, work, uh, be a be a muscle. But, you know, it's just it, it just was just um it was inspirational as a kid coming up just to see him do something like that. So, and I was also a big Viscera fan too. So. I, I gotta be honest with you, you know, just like to be completely honest, I really didn't watch WWE as a kid. Um, I don't now, but so a lot of his career, um, you know, I didn't really catch. So that whole attitude area and all that good stuff. I, I can honestly say that I missed a lot of it. With that said, I can't going back. I can't think of you know a time where you go, oh yeah, the Mark that was the Mark Henry era. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't hear him in that conversation. I can't think of him in that conversation. You, you, you think of the nation of domination? No, you don't. Because like what? for me, for me, uh, even though Farouk was in the nation of domination, so was Henry and, and D'Lo later, um, and and the Godfather later. But the Godfather, I know of the Godfather. But that's Obviously, just, everybody knows the Rock, 
Everybody knows D'Lo Brown for right. the AP. And then Mark Henry, you know, doing things later. But, like. It's just a preference because D'Lo, you know, cool he was there. But I actually enjoyed D'Lo better when he was uh, um protective vest on his own D'Lo. And I right. also preferred the Godfather with, with the whole train <laughs> outside of the Godfather in uh, Nation of Domination. Mines was absolutely Farouk and Mark Henry, without a doubt. So, you know, it's it's just again, it's 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 a it's a very, very um uh, oh, and he was a world heavyweight champ. We we can't forget about that. He was that. Um and he was a European champ too at a time, but you know, and he gave um he he got a what's the face uh pregnant and um gave gave birth to a hand. No one's ever done that, so thank God. <laughs> All right, so we'll be moving on to now on the third topic. Um, okay, uh, okay, real, real quick, let me just say that uh, Mark Henry, he was a one-time European champion, one-time ECW champion, uh, one of the last ones, yeah, ECW champion, and a one-time world heavyweight champion. I'm not sure if those numbers hold up. Or, or, or a better question is, do you think Mark Henry should have gone in before the big show? I, I'm not even getting into that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, I, and I'm not saying that Mark Henry shouldn't ever be a Hall of Famer, but he definitely shouldn't be there before Owen Hart. Yeah, I see. I'm not getting into that. I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, we, 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 we did a lot of that last week. Not getting into that because you okay. know that's a forever ending. It's it's definitely worth a whole show worth of like, and I mean, legitimately putting down notes and everything. But it's definitely a whole show, a whole show. Worth of uh, discussion there. True, um, because there are a lot of names and a lot of names that they don't even talk about anymore that are definitely worth the Hall of Fame discussion. Yeah, yeah. Sp- speaking of Hall of Famers, uh, let's talk Hulk Hogan for a little bit. Now we're not going to get into like the whole deal about um, we're not going to get into the whole deal about Hogan coming back and whatever. I, I personally don't care. Um, I think that it was unfortunate that he was uh, unknowingly recorded having a candid conversation whether you agree with the words used in that conversation is Look, your personal preference hulk hogan, but the bottom line is, is hulk hogan could come back hulk hogan is a hero to some because he put he put a whole porn business out of business well i don't that's no hero of mine that's not okay. <laughs> I mean, he, he's doing it wrong <laughs> yeah. like, hulk, what are you doing man i thought you he put the whole he took all that money and then sued them again. <laughs> hey, got a movie made about it. Yes. <laughs> but but realistically, though, the fact that they're mentioning Hulk Hogan's name after he was dead to rights for WWE for a couple of years. Yeah. Which is which is whatever. I mean, uh, obviously, there's money to be made off Hulk Hogan, and you know Vince would definitely um, do a lot of do some strange for some change. Uh, if it makes money for him. But if Hulk Hogan gets to come back after, you know, his status in WWE, is there a place for Chris Benoit ever? I mean, here's my thing. Here's here's the general question is, Hulk Hogan's in return. It's it, speculation that Hulk Hogan may may return. WWE is saying there's been talks, then there's been articles coming out there that it hasn't been talked. There's no right. plans for him to come back. Um, he's a very controversial figure, considering of the recent bad stuff that has been attached to him. 
Um, but no doubt, he's one of the most iconic names in wrestling, period. Um, and, you know, just plenty of revenue to bank off of him. Um, but the fact, again, like you said, his name is being in the thrown around in this again is just like, like, huh? Right. Yeah, you, you guys are opening up the floodgates for someone of, of, you know, of this statue to maybe work again, you know? So... I'll, you know, Chris Benoit is definitely another name, but there's, there's other names out there too. But, you know, starting with Chris Benoit, do you think they open up the, let's just start small. Do you think they reinstate his name on the WWE network at some point? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing Chris Benoit, you know, I'm comparing Chris Benoit and his no, legacy. No, it's just straight uh, up it's controversial. It's just controversial people that's, you know, that are household names to wrestling fans. That um, has been outlawed, in other words, by WWE, and, and mostly for the right reasons, but for right. still. No, no Chris, Chris Wall is an insane murderer. Point bank, period. However, he's arguably one of the better wrestlers to come out of the 2000s. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, for what it's worth, uh, has, you know, had his deal and, and he got uh, blackballed by WWE for it. Uh, rightfully so, notwithstanding. But the fact that they are legitimately bringing up Hulk Hogan's name, the fact that they are you're know, doing business with the memory of the Ultimate Warrior, even though in real life many report him as being a racist prick, is there a place we haven't even gotten to the point where they show Chris Benoit's matches? They got they'll have like Chris Benoit blurred versus Eddie Guerrero. They I do. Mean, they do one. I mean, I don't know they about you guys. The hell out of that man. Hey, I don't know about you guys, but when I was young and I used to ride the roller coasters and you get the pictures taken, you used to throw up your middle fingers, so you used to hurry up and try to get back to see if they posted and they blurred the joint out. I mean, WWE's on some six flags level on getting those pictures out of there before you even get a chance. Like a full right. blown match in this that as, as if that other person doesn't even exist in it. I've never seen a match edited where we only see one person fighting himself. It, it was like Mortal Kombat, where you face your fears and then you face yourself. Though, like seriously, like they'll be like Eddie Guerrero longest feud against, and then it'll just change the whole subject. You're like, right. guess who? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't matter who. I mean, we don't know. But that's, but that's yeah. the thing, though. Like, like Chris Benoit, in my opinion, the murderer, crazy murderer aside, is a surefire Hall of Famer. Uh, you, there's no way that one can look at his resume, especially his WCW resume, um, arguably his um, uh, New Japan resume, and say that he doesn't belong in the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, when you think about the, if you think about the people that had the same type of track record as as, as him, you, you're, you're bringing up Eddie Guerrero, you're bringing up Chris Jericho, you're bringing up Dean Malenko. Right. You, you're there's absolutely you're bringing up Rey Mysterio. These are people right. sure. It, whatever qualifications the Hall of Fame is, <laughs> without a doubt, these names. They these check a lot of boxes. Yes, yes. So if, if that is the case, and we can, despite what Hulk Hogan has said and, and allegedly done, uh, despite the fact that uh, that Paige is on TV, unfortunately, in a non-wrestling role for different reasons, but they have moved on from that bit of business that was um, an ugly bit of business for a while. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior, and so on. They're willing to forgive. And I'm not saying that they should forgive Chris Benoit, but you cannot erase history. He's a part of wrestling history, 
he was a you know champion in WWE. Hell, everywhere he went. Yep. And I think that especially since WWE owns well most of popular wrestling in North America, um, you kind of got to give the devil his due. So I'm not saying he should be in the Hall of Fame next year or even ever, but at least say, at least let his face be shown to the network. Can we can we get I, that? Can he stop like wrestling like THQ Man versus Eddie Guerrero? <laughs> we know damn well that's Chris Benoit. <laughs> Look, here's my thing. They're going to have to sneak that in at some point. I think there has to be a. I think there has to be a way. There, it won't be nothing big, but I think they start by. You know, someone's promo package or something being included. Like, you see how Hulk Hogan is sneaking back in things slowly right. but surely? At some point, Eddie Guerrero will be fighting Chris Benoit, or they'll call him CB. Whatever they're going to do, right. somehow or way, he's going to sneak up in there, and I think that's a good start. But, I mean, shoot. Mula almost had a whole tournament. A whole, I mean, Battle Royale named after her. So, you know... Yeah, we'll no, see. I mean that's that is that is true, and and obviously, uh, that you know, changed, but still. Yeah, yeah, but um, uh-huh. yeah, um, any other names that come that come to mind? I mean, we we talked about this pre uh, uh, pre show, uh, Chris Benoit, but any any other controversial names that kind of fit into the subject? Well, obviously, I mean, I think the biggest name out there is China, and that's kind of been talked to to death. Yeah. Uh, it's a hideous double standard that prevents China from getting her pro schemas due. Yeah. Um, it will just, be interesting. Well, yeah. right. That's just, yeah. It will be interesting to see if CM Punk, um, considering, like, you know, Daniel Bryan's run in WWE could largely be attributed to the run that CM Punk had. He followed the same footsteps and got to where he is. And I'm not saying that Daniel Bryan is a Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, injuries sidelined him from a Hall of Fame career. But CM Punk definitely did it. And, you know, if he's never going to come back because he's only getting older, you know, you got to give the devil his due. Yeah. Um, I will sideline them temporarily because he's back. But, uh, yeah, and then also, too, there's been discussion of Alberto Del Rio, them having interest in him again. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess it's a good time to quote in a, in a famous name of one of the greatest Boston Celtics to ever play Kevin Garnett. <laughs> I know, I know. Anything is possible on this note. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, yeah, the stroke when you said that Kevin Garnett was one of the greatest Celtics I, ever. That was a. That was more of a. Oh, a that was a lie, sir. That, that's more one of those. That's that. That ties back to the Goldberg WCW WWE topic earlier. But see, but Goldberg actually did work in WCW. I mean, like, whether you liked his wrestling or, or whatever, well, it's just that Kevin, it's unfortunate. Kevin Garnett won a championship in Boston, not with the Timberwolves. But he retired a Timberwolves. Damn right he retired a Timberwolves. <laughs> so what do I know? I don't know. I mean, I, well, I, I think with, uh, with regards to that, though, I mean, finally, uh, are you saying that Kevin Garnett, uh, Goldberg's the Kevin Garnett of wrestling? No, no, no. Like he but did all of his work in one town. Nobody cared. Made yeah. it to the bigger show, won a championship, and then now it's like, well. I will say this. If Kevin Garnett hadn't came out of high school, he would absolutely be known for being a Boston Celtic. Because it was a big thing that he came out of high school and he was an automatic impact player. 
True. So, yeah, and, and, and granted, he had it's like the Chris Bosch thing. Chris Bosch clearly put the, the the um the the Raptors on his back for his first few years. Went to went to Miami, got on the podium, said not one, not two, not three, not four, and they that they won three, I believe. So uh, yeah, he's going to be known as a Miami Heat instead of a Toronto Raptors. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, well, yeah, that's unfortunate how that goes, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, let's get to a little bit of news. So we did talk up to uh, about uh, May Young uh, for a little bit, and so now there have been reports, obviously, that May Young and you know her career was, uh, you know, her record was less than stellar. Uh, the way she treated people, you know, was less than professional. And there are a lot of people that are saying that that's not really the case. Um, yeah, I heard that. So you got a bunch of people coming out. And and saying that um, I don't know where these rumors are coming from, and obviously the rumors are at least loud enough for Snickers to say, "You better good and goddamn well take her lane off of that title, <laughs> <laughs> off of that tournament, or we are pulling all of our candy bar money from your show." I'm not going to tell you again. And WWE went, "Okay, um, right, we'll do that." They would rather call it nothing than lose Snickers money. I'm yeah. not mad at that. But with that said, if it does come out that the legacy of Mae Young isn't necessarily um, tarnished, she just was a businesswoman and played the rules of the game at the time. Uh, for example, uh, Tex Green, uh, real name Susan, uh, she said that she signed a contract and she got a thirty, and May took a thirty percent cut, which was. Obviously, um, obviously, uh, you know, high, but that was a standard contract at the time, you know, good or bad is irrelevant. Um, her daughter, uh, Mary Ellison, um, says she doesn't know who made up these rumors, but it's a lie uh, about sweet Georgia Brown. I don't know who brought that up, but she did go with Buddy Lee, uh, Moolah's ex-husband, with a split, and some of the girls were with him, and some of them stayed with my mother. Um, so it's... You know, it's it's interesting that these things that people are you know trying to dispel some of these rumors, but it's um uh, you know how 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 do we feel about this now? I mean, did Easy. the people did the internet erroneously discredit her? Easy. And now we kind of look stupid. This is the easy answer right here. Uh-huh. Uncle Rush is this is the prime example. People are coming out saying this, this, and that about him. And Kamora Lee is just like, that's not true. Kamora Lee is, is his wife. And his and his and his whole image is tainted and no one cares. He sold his businesses and or you know, whatever it may be with his businesses, got him out of his name because of it, period. So what this is being said is nine times out of ten, once your name go bad. Immediately, no matter what, that's just what it is. No matter if it's true, true or not, especially when money's involved. So yeah, you got a big endorsement. That's like, all right, we don't even want to even take the chance of this going either way. Just drop it or we gone. So it it is what it is. But again, a lot of the information that came out that people know, like this is her inside media sources that could be saying it towards. You know, favoritism. I mean, this is a legacy uh, uh, of a tournament that could be going on for years. So she will always be tied to it. 
So, yeah, of course you want to fight for it, no matter if it's right or wrong. Or you could just be naive because you're that close to the person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's just too late. It, it, it just really <laughs> is. It, it really is. Right. So, I mean, you know... Uh, it's unfortunate. The, the, the best... It's just unfortunate. That's that's my that's my word on that. Right. Uh, do you think that um, WWE will surprise everyone and come out with a new name for the Hope tournament so. as this is a placeholder? Hope so. I hope so too. I thought they should have did it. Right, and I, and I hope they do. Uh, well, uh, what I hope they don't do is bring Lita out to make any kind of announcement. Yeah, that's kind of, that's happening. No, no, we need to keep her on the shelf. She's done. She's done all the other ones, so that's happening. Or that's Stephanie. Not, Stephanie or her. Not, well, Stephanie invented women's wrestling, so that makes sense. Yes, you're right. Absolutely yeah. right. Um, so it WWE announced Stephanie tournament. It should be the Stephanie McMahon Memorial Tournament, even though she's not dead. Or Linda, or Linda, because she's also she's apparently alive, but she's very much dead in anything related to WWE. Uh, yeah. Well, Linda McMahon works for Trump, so. If you look for Stone Cold Stuns the McMahon family, they even got that edited, her edited out of that. <laughs> and we know that each and every one of them came out, and Linda does not exist in that footage. So it never happened. That's why yeah, she got Chris Benoit. But who's that? Exactly. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it doesn't exist. He got erased. So WWE uh, did announce on their website that uh, Shane McMahon is in new york and the hospital and he has been known uh, he's been diagnosed with acute diverticulitis and an umbilical hernia the latter of which will require surgery uh diverticulitis is the same thing that brock lesnar had um basically it's just like a uh, your intestinal tract gets all screwy painful as hell from what i hear but um i uh, needless to say uh, the hernia surgery for Shane McMahon is going to uh, keep him down for a little while. And, of course, the timing could not have been worse as we are, you know, a week away from WrestleMania. And the payoff for the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn situation and Daniel Bryan uh, being inserted into that uh, match, that's just unbelievably bad timing. But now that Shane McMahon is going to be on the shelf for some time, you know, I can't say when. I'm not a doctor. Do they continue that story or do they should they just move on and take another direction? Uh, they say he's gonna be ready, so they just keep going with it. I was really hoping they would be able to. No, they're going with it, it's too late, it's a week out, so you got to go with it. Um, and you know, Shane McMahon is that they're gonna wrestle, huh? There's no way he wrestles, yeah. They're saying they're there's a week after hernia surgery. They're saying there's no plans of Nixon at uh of it, and even the segment on SmackDown, they said they 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 Brian came out to saying that he's he's hurt, but you know there's confidence that he's gonna you know he's still gonna do it. So he's insane. I mean that's yeah. you know that that's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, did you see Strong Style Evolved? I did. So. Uh, Jim Ross got a lot of flack for his commentary. Uh, I don't particularly understand why, but he did respond uh, to some of the uh, flack that he got. Um, to be fair, with with all you know, due respect to Jim Ross, 
he's not really a New Japan guy. I know that he's been calling, dubbing, basically, the New Japan matches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But realistically, when I think of New Japan in English, I think of Kevin Kelly and mm -hmm. someone else. Uh, mm -hmm. um, Steve Carino, really? Steve Carino, yeah. Um, but definitely uh, Cyrus the Virus or Don Callis, uh, you know, has been a good stand-in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think of those guys, not Jim Ross and Matt Stryker or whoever the hell they got. Um, so Jim Ross says that he, uh, and I quote, I read some of the criticisms about my work and the broadcast in general, but essentially people want the diehards who follow New Japan World want their team. They want Kevin Kelly and Don Callis to do the show. I don't blame them. I don't even get mad about it. The only thing that gets frustrating is when you have wrestling fans who've got like 40 followers on Twitter telling you that your career sucks, that you should be dead and, or not on television. It's kind of crude. I don't think it's necessarily, uh, I don't feel necessarily for not knowing the name of a certain hole. I have a pet peeve about that deal, to be honest with you. A body slam is a goddamn body slam. You can give it 18 different names to tell t-shirts, and that's fine, and I don't care because to me it's a body slam. You find ourselves talking about this variant or that variant and, and worry about not pissing off the talent because we didn't give their hold a name or use the name that they want to use in their marketing. I find it almost embarrassing to be quite frank about it. Now, uh, though that is true, and though that, you know, a knee to the face and the V trigger are exactly the same thing. Though okay, the, wait. Uh, but I'm saying, like, though the, uh, the Rainmaker and, uh, and a clothesline is exactly the same thing. Is Jim Ross in this estimation that you know people get too blown up about little bullshit like this? I mean, he's exactly right. When you, you I get it, Twitter, you can type whatever you want, um, even if you misspell it, like I frequently do. But who's counting? Um, I am. The the point of the matter is that he shouldn't be so critical about what others say. He's been in the game. He's absolutely legendary status in calling commentary. And he's going to call it the way he want to call it. I mean, again, you don't like Morrow because he uses a lot of pop culture in his, in which I do. No, 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 that's, not, that's not true. That's not true. I don't dislike Morrow. I fucking hate him. Okay, whatever. That was like, yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And then there's, you know, there's um, 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 who's Morrow's partner? I can't even think of his name right now from ROH. Uh, oh my god! I, yeah. Uh, that that called the UK tournament too. Nigel um, McGuinness. Yeah, Nigel McGuinness, who I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of originally, but nonetheless, my whole point is that you're gonna like who you like, and you're gonna you know you're gonna go with whatever you are accustomed to and whatever the feel. Jim Ross is one of the people that we at least I grew up to as far as how he calls commentary. So you know to see him, um, you know sort of adapt and you, like you said, New Japan isn't his thing. He grew up in the WWE, sort of say, or grew around the WWE, so he's more comfortable there. And he's probably still comfortable in New Japan, but he's still comfortable in calling it in a WWE fashion where, um, you know, uh, Matt Jackson did the sharpshooter and he called it the Scorpion Deathlock. I mean, you know, whatever it is, is he's going to call it the way he wants. And in, in actuality, he did call that final match to a T better than he would have called it a year ago. So, you know, people just being too harsh about things for no reason. It's just it, it just is what it is. And I don't think he should be dipping into Twitter, getting feelings over what other people are saying. I mean, he's the one doing it. He has to do it. And plenty of us couldn't do it. So. That, 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 okay. But the counterpoint to that, and let, let's be 100% fair about this. If we're being sold on the Scorpion Deathlock for Sting, 
and we're being sold on the Texas Cloverleaf for Dean Malenko, and we're being sold on the Sharpshooter for Bret Hart, and you just say, nah, it's an inverted STF. Well, no, it's not. It's everything that these guys say that it is. And for him to say now, well, a clothesline is a clothesline is a clothesline, not when you were in WWE. Well, he's a clothesline from hell is totally different than something else, and that was totally different than, I mean, not every move was the ace crusher. No, no, but he's called he called finishers what they were. I mean, he called the V trigger every single time. So, you know, he's he he called the finishers to a T. But if it wasn't a finishing spot, which you know they are aware of, then it doesn't matter what it is. But, but, but my point is is that you're here to to like enhance the talent and the promotion itself. Yeah. Uh, with your commentary. And I think part of that is calling the the niche things what they are. Or, so that the fans can be familiar with it. That or he could be or his job is to call it with his mannerisms, which also may get people involved. I mean, again, I like I like Morrow because of the excitement that he brings to a match, especially in boxing. A big fan to how he gets excited and very, you know, very hot and pivotal moments in the matches. So it, it's 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 to each his own. No, but, no, but, you know, but, but, like, but Morrow's style, and though I find it you know physically revolting. Um, it, we're not talking about his, his, his style and cadence and stuff like that. We're talking about like actually calling, you know, trademarked marketed moves, what they are to enhance the talent. And yeah. I think that there is something to say about that, that if you say, well, he just hit him with a stun gun, that is not the same thing as a stone cold stunner. But you're telling me that, that like, if, if, if somebody did the RKO, the diamond cutter and, you know, something else, uh, and the ace crusher, the exact same way, you're going to call it, depending on who it is, that same thing. Well, and again, I don't see what the difference is between now people calling him out on Twitter and him doing literally the same thing when he was in WWE. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like the, the 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 remarks were towards people about him not calling like specific uh, spots within the match, but the the finishers and specials, um, they were they were called to a T, as far as I can tell. So. I mean, right, right. And I'm not saying that it's not the case, but it would be very disappointing to see an El Generico match and not have somebody yell, Brain Buster! Right. right. I mean, again, I think they're well prepared to know the finish of the match and the certain spot. So, I mean, that I may not necessarily be a finish, though, is my point. Like, his Brain Buster was a, a signature move, but not necessarily yeah, a finish. That's my point. I say, I say a special or a signature move, whatever it is. I feel like all those were called to a T, but you know. Certain other things he may not have called, you know, it is what it is. I mean, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't think it's like enough to be like, you know, you should, you should, you should be lay next to your wife because you uh, didn't call this move right. Like, no, that's that's just that's ridiculous. I will. I do I, think I it will, does take away from the match. I will say this to get off this subject, though, and, and better news, and and definitely in in news for me, um, my boy. My man, one of my favorite commentaries of, 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 of all time, Tony Schiavone, if you heard this, that um, he announced on Twitter 17 years to this day of that day um, was the last time he was seen on TV. He will become commentary for Major League Wrestling as they inked the deal for um, um, uh, ink the national TV deal to be shown. So. Be prepared to hit my man calling matches again. 
No, that'd be cool. I mean, Shivani still got it. I listened to him when he worked for um, the Braves, and I think he worked for um, uh, some minor league stuff in Georgia. So, Shivani and Bobby DeBrain Heenan, one two combo. You're not getting better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you sprinkle in like a little bit of Tanae. I'm, I'm not mad at yeah, that. Either. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know right. what? And that's that's so weird. They they were a three man tandem, and they just cannot capture that magic at all. Nowadays, three mans just make me cringe all the way around. Well, obviously, it's a um, I think it's a different style. And even like there is a difference between how matches were called um, or commentators interacted within the UK tournament, which I think is the best work that Michael Cole has ever done. Um, and that's a hell of a different from difference from his work on Monday Night Raw and WrestleMania, where he's literally reading from a script. Yeah, um, yeah. I always hate him for that. Um, and I think the way that they cover things in NXT, which allowed Corey Graves to like come into his own personality and develop himself as a commentator, I don't think he would have gotten that shot on Raw, yeah. um, where they're just grooming the next Michael Cole. Um, and, you know, it's very formulaic on Raw, and that, that seems to be by design. Whereas on NXT and in, or in other shows, you can be, you can develop yourself. Uh, a little bit more in that's probably what it's for. So uh, let's keep moving real quick. Um, uh, PWG has announced that they are leaving Reseda. Um, they tweeted earlier, uh, yeah, late yesterday, that um, goodbye Reseda, final three shows at the American Legion Hall will take place on April 20th and 21st and May 25th. Now, Reseda uh, has the Emergency Hall, which is a very small venue for PWG um, in the suburbs of Los Angeles, uh, Reseda, California. Uh, that's been their home forever. Uh, they are moving because the building has been sold and the new tenants, uh, the new owners will not have wrestling. So they are going to be moving to the Globe Theater, which I believe is in downtown Los Angeles, uh, for the considerable future. Now, if you want to go to their last three shows, and I suggest you do. Uh, Hangman Page versus Keith Lee is going to be, who is PW champion, is going to be uh, the headline for their Friday show. Um, Keith Lee versus Jonah Rock versus Walter in their uh, Saturday show. And no word about what's going on for May. But it's going to be, it's shaping up to be a, a couple uh, nights in about a, a, little, a little bit more than three weeks from now for PWG's final show in Reseda, which is actually, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, so good for them for expanding, even though they really said that they don't want to. Now, lastly, uh, Bobby Lashley, let, let's get into this uh, deal with the, in a, the UFC, Fox, and WWE. Apparently, word has come out that Fox and the UFC, they, well, haven't really come to an agreement or aren't even close to coming to an agreement with uh, a construction and a new deal, which obviously leaves the door open for uh, WWE to slide into Fox's uh, spot. Now, that would also explain the traction that they're getting with Ronda Rousey. Uh, that would also explain, you know, obviously this is WrestleMania season, so that's a big deal for WWE. And to be fair... It would, it's an interesting offer that Fox really can't refuse because the UFC and WWE 
you know, their ratings aren't, aren't comparable. WWE are doing numbers on a regular basis where UFC only has, uh, you know, one big show a month. So, again, I'm all for it. I want to see, you know, the WWE on Fox. I want to see The Miz and Shannon Sharp, you know, you know, and Skip Bayless on Undisputed. I want to see, you know, John Cena on Fox NFL Sunday. Uh, the whole deal. And a two-hour raw on channel on channel five uh, before the ten o'clock news. I'm all for that too. So it's looking like it could happen, but you know, obviously, um, that is that everything remains to be seen. And of course, Dave Meltzer is sitting in on the proceedings, so uh, he has the word on everything. And he says that uh, Raw could go to two hours on Fox and SmackDown to Fox Sports One. But I hope it happens. Uh, the very last thing is. Uh, just a question. Uh, John Cena has been calling out The Undertaker, and it's not a matter of if or when it happens. Uh, the, the bottom line is, is should it happen? And if it, and if John Cena versus The Undertaker doesn't happen, uh, what should John, John Cena do for WrestleMania? I can't believe you didn't ask me this. It's going to happen. That's it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's I mean, it. I, I, I mean, I, I, obviously, it's going to happen. Um, I don't, but I don't think it should. I think that uh, the Undertaker should come out and officially retire, and and, and announce himself as the last entrant in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and that would, I just said that would shock the hell out of everybody um, if he did that. And then, but you know, what, but what do you do with John Cena? I mean, we saw how he looked last time, which was not pretty. Um, you know, dude's 187 years old. Uh, John Cena's looking to get out as well. What do you do? This isn't really a match that you can build in a week. And I don't, I'm not confident based on the Undertaker's like last two or three performances that this has the seven power. That, yeah, like people are, are people going to be hyped for the Undertaker again? Yeah. After he nearly died in the last match? Yeah, he redeems himself in New Orleans, the place where he lost against John Cena. John Cena comes out raw and he gets upset, becomes whiny John Cena again. And then he um, goes on his hiatus for a while. So, yeah, that's it. It has to happen. There's no other option here. No that's, other option. How unfortunate is that? But that's the news for this week. That might be the show for this week, too, because that's all I have. <laughs> so, um, again, WrestleMania is next week. Uh, we'll be hitting the road, or hit, I won't be driving, but we'll be um, hitting the airport come uh, Thursday. So uh, we're, we're going to try to get you a quick little special Wednesday episode running down where you can find the set um other things that you know we may not be attending that you want to keep an eye out for and just you know just a quick little show um um just explaining for people who's never been to new orleans before so um definitely want to tune in for that uh but for that's for this week that's it that's all i got yep so um again thanks for tuning in step over to the website get all your latest news and information posts and etc and um we'll, we'll catch you guys next week <laughs>